and welcome to episode 84 of the Night Gallery Podcast. My name's Chris Brown. Today we're going to be talking about You Can Come Up Now, Miss Milliken. It is the first story from episode 5 of season 3. Originally broadcast November 12th, 1972. as a teleplay by Rod Serman, based on the short story The Secrets of the Vault by J. Wesley Rosencrest, and was directed by John Badham. And this one is a story that mixes uh, tragedy and horror and a very unusual and eccentric couple. For the benefit of those of you who have not visited an art lover's soirees before, I am your guide, host, and curator. I introduce the hanging goodies with just a, just a few words of explanation as to how we secured them for our exhibit. Sometimes a loan, sometimes a direct purchase, frequently a shovel. Tonight we offer you the sour fruit of a scientist's failure. For there are apparently some things that can't be accomplished. And therein lies the tale and hangs the picture. In this, the night gallery. Henry Milliken, played by Ozzie Nelson, and his wife, Helena Milliken, played by Harriet Nelson, are a couple who are introducing an incredible idea to the scientific community in their home. It would be incredible if it wasn't absolutely nonsense. Obviously, Henry is a dreamer, a striver, but more of an alchemist than a scientist in his point of term. He is attempting to make stone into gold. And rather than do the impossible task, what he actually does is nearly blow up the living room and lead to an angry fracas with various scientists. Henry's a bit of a dreamer and he's a tinkerer. He's spent years trying to come up with to do the impossible, basically. And he's always evilly helped by his wife but his wife is very forgetful painfully so in fact she she does things but she'll get round to it at a, you know at a later date and um, also it would appear that maybe she isn't actually very well that this is not something that has happened all her life but you know quite recently and is becoming um, forgetful because of onset of something like Alzheimer's. In truth, Henry's kind of oblivious to all this, though. He, he, he doesn't really mind. And it, after a conversation and him declaring that he's got an experiment for her which will change lots of things, and we cut to um, his nephew, George, who's played by Roger Davis from alias Smith and Jones and what he's saying is that <coughs> Helena is very very ill to the point that she'll die soon it doesn't become initially clear what it is and it's it, but it certainly is an Alzheimer's what's actually happened is Henry in his wisdom has um, poisoned her uh, as part of an experiment and much to George's shock and horror he says that Helena has done it has agreed to it 
and when they go upstairs to discuss it with a very ill Helena, she admits that that was always their plan. Did Uncle Henry give you poison? But, but you didn't take it against your will. You knew you were taking it. Uh, tell him, sweetheart. And Helena, tell me why. Why? Because Henry's going to bring me back to life. She can't be murdered if she's not dead. The idea is that she'll be killed and then revived back to life using this serum that he's developed that can do that exact job, this special serum. Miss Milliken um, fades away and dies. He takes the body down to his basement so he does his, all his work and his studies, injects her with the serum and then waits and waits and waits and it appears that the time well it appears that it hasn't worked George comes says the police is being called and they're going to take him away because it's murder and she's not coming back the serum is another one of his many failed experiments Henry goes to his room and is left there the police arrive and they Henry uh, George goes to Henry's room to see him but it becomes obvious that in his grief and shock of what he's done he's killed himself reeling from that he speaks to the police again explains what's happened goes to the lounge and sits down for a minute only to hear the, the door of the basement open and footsteps and Miss Milliken to arrive back from the grave once again just a little bit too late This is a great little story for me. It makes tragedy, horror, terror, all in you know a very short running time. It's less than the twenty-two, you know, the twenty minutes. It's about twenty-two minutes, and it's uh, you know, it, it, there's actually a little short filler episode. Uh, sell a story to, to pad out to the, to the length it's, it's, it's not long at all but it works really well I think it works really well because it, it's the interaction between the two the couple and it's the way it's being written Salem is able to, to make you really worry for the, the pair of them it would, I would say that it would appear that she is far more ill than you initially think and I think when George first appears and says she's dying. You you imagine that her own her own illness is is is, is being a catalyst for whatever you know the story is actually going to be the horror of the story is going to be rather than what you know Hen what, what our man Henry's got planned. 
Um, it's also quite well put together as well from um, John Badham. Um, you know, it's interesting because it's 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 horror light and truth. It's very not very violent at all. You don't even see the body of uh, of Mr. Milliken as you hang. You see nothing. It's just a reaction shot from George. Um, the only real like shock moment is the very final seconds when you see like the grey corpse of Mrs. Milliken, you know, declaring that she's been late again, you know. Um, so it's a little bit odd, but also quite well, quite well put together. Really, I mean, Salem takes the best out of what was a pretty bog-standard potboiler piece. If you go to the Twilight Zone Network Facebook page, I'll um, I'll clip I'll, I'll I'll put a link on to the original story, which was in uh, Legends for the Dark, uh, which was published in 1968. So gives you an idea, you know, around about the right time for this. Anyway, they've been in print for a few years, and uh, it, it it is a great book. It does have an August Meredith and a, and a Lovecraft um, story in it. But my favourite bit, and actually Ray Bradbury as well, so there is some good stuff in it. But it's got a great tagline, which is, This book was to have been sealed to keep the horrors in, as it is not. Read it at your peril. Which I think is really it's really nice. I mean, you know, so you've got this quite quite lovely interplay between the couple. And obviously that's a lot of that's because, you know, it's Ozzy and Harriet Nelson from The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, the old uh, sitcom went for 435 episodes it was an institution and um, you know they wouldn't have been seen as being the necessarily the the best people for this or you know it would have been an unusual choice I think it's best to say but I think it works really well because you know they're obviously they've known each other for years and the, the couple and I think because of that it um, it adds something to the story and makes it make more sense. Um, you know, it's obvious that they love each other, both as the characters and also the couple. I think to an extent, so it makes what happened, or they're certainly used to portraying, you know, those kind of rather quirky, unusual relationships, which makes what happens all the worse. I think. Speaking of his time on, on set, Roger Davis said, I was always a bit surprised they didn't get David or Ricky to play my part, laughs Davis. And he says, Ozzy concentrated very hard on his part, but when he worked, he, he, he uh, had a, a certain way of uh, talking. And I was doing scenes with him, I uh, had a, a tendency to, 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 to do it too. It was something he did as kind of a conscious mannerism. Well, when I started doing it, John Badham said, say, no, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute, no. Only Ozzy can do that. Because I really got caught up in it. It was contagious. Um, I think it's it's nice, you know? It's a nicely put-together piece. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun little script and a, probably a good night gallery script because it has, you know, moments of horror and stuff, but it also has that sailing touch about the fact that this is really about people and um, without that that common ground I don't think the horror would be quite so horrific. Mm-hmm.
Tell George, dear. Tell him what we've got planned. Okie dokie. If you want to get hold of me, please do. Uh, you can get me on my e- well, email me first at chris at network.com or you can go to our website at network.com uh, we say there's a link to our Facebook uh, if you go to the Facebook page I've started putting links up to some of the stories uh, you know as they come up uh, there's a website a very good fan website called nightgallery.net and they've got quite a fair few uh, so I've just, it's just a link through to the Word document that they host so if you want to have a little look at that please do by all means it's great stuff um, also you can get me on my private twitter which is at orange underscore monkey next week is going to be a very short one because it is a filler filler story uh, for to close off this this episode which was broadcast if I don't think I mentioned it November 12th 1972 um, uh, it's going to be called uh, smile please and it's a Jack Laird uh, written anyway story so until then take care and I'll speak to you soon goodbye